two, and a three. And a one, and a two, and a three. Excellent. Welcome to the Untitled Van Life Project, the podcast with Caleb and Amy. That was Amy on the ukulele. Thank you, ukulele. That was great. That was great. That, that, was oh, that nice sounds like a it sounds like an intro song. Yeah. Maybe you just wrote our Untitled Van Life Project intro song because you, you wrote because that I was did your write song. That. I did write that little that little ditty. Little ditty, but I do like the one that we have too. I like it too, but that one it sounds you know. It might be a, it might be a work. Lucky. Yeah, it could be like a Blues Clues intro, too. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Sounds very happy, but that's just the ukulele. Yeah, that's true. But guys, welcome. This is, I feel like it's been a minute since just Caleb and I recorded together. It has. It's been since the beginning of the month, which now it's the end of September. Almost the end. Almost the end of the month. But it's almost been a full month, I guess, since, yeah, we just did a van life update. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, yeah, we were talking about Crested Butte last time. That feels like a few months ago. Yeah, or years. years. No, realistically, it feels like a few months ago. Yes. But, yeah, we can just kind of, we have a lot of updates for you. Do we? I think so. I think we have some updates. So right now, we're sitting in Moab, Utah, recording oh, this podcast. I was going to give people multiple choice. Oh, well, how... Too late. How would they... <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know how this would work. We're going to... Someone come up with some kind of interactive podcast. That would actually be really uh, cool if we could, like, do it live and, like, have people... You know, like, when you're playing that game on the TV screen where he asks a question and you play on your phone and you pick the answer. That game ended. It didn't last long. It, Okay, keep going. It was a hot minute. Moab. We're in Moab. We're in Moab. (laughs) (laughs) We are in Moab, Utah right now, and we plan on staying here. We've been here for a week, a little over a week, and we plan on staying at least for almost another week, I would say. But we've had some pretty cool experiences since Crested Butte and before coming into Moab. So we got an Airbnb for the first time in van life, which someone told us told Caleb I guess they didn't tell me but Caleb relayed the message to me that when living in van life living on the road I think he was had lived in his car he said to intentionally like once a month not stay in your van or not stay in whatever you're living in and we really liked that when we heard that but we hadn't really done it yet no I mean yeah it was a great idea he we hadn't even started living in van life. He had been living out of his car for like a few years. Or he lived on one of those rooftop tents and then lived out of his car. Yeah, that's really and cool. And he was just like, I got a few tips. He's like, they'll come in handy. And he was like, take some intentional time to be out of the van. Like intentionally be out of the van. Um, and I think you and I have, over the over the first few months, we already we had some natural opportunities to, you know, stay in houses with friends like back in right. Denver. So I think that kind of broke it up. And it almost worked out where it was almost like at 
exactly after a month that happens um mm-hmm. but this time i feel like we were definitely feeling a little road weary even though we were in the midst of grounding tour yes uh which was supposed to be a grounding time for us <laughs> i'm sure we've talked a lot about the grounding tour on the podcast guys life but changing life changing but yeah we decided over those few days to yeah we should try and get an airbnb just to spread out to do we had accumulated a shit ton of laundry yeah i think i did at least five loads yeah. I know I did at least five. Um, and the crazy thing is that it all worked out in perfect time. We got the Airbnb in Salida just in time for a snowstorm to randomly come through Colorado. Well, it's almost like I think the snowstorm helped push us over the edge. True. Both of us, Both of us are, I would say we're frugal people. And so we were looking into air, like... I feel like we've been looking into Airbnbs for like a couple weeks before we've we been actually... keeping our eyes on places, yes. being like, okay, we're gonna head to Salida mm-hmm. or Twin Lakes or. Uh, we even looked in like Telluride, Montrose, Ridgeway. Yeah, like we've been keeping an eye on Airbnbs, but just some of them are just out of out of our frugal price range <laughs> that our frugal mindsets think in. Um, we need to start an Airbnb fund. Just start saving up for when we <laughs> want to spend time in an Airbnb. Because, yeah. Well, I think it's partially, like, some of them are pretty expensive. But then I think it's also, like I said, you and I are just frugal. And what we think is expensive, some people might not. But um, we actually had seen this Airbnb we ended up staying in. And we had, like, been eyeing it a little bit. And we are like, ah, oh, I feel like it's just too much. It's just out of our price range. So we had, like, decided against it. And then literally the day before... The snow was supposed to come. It kind of hit us of like, shit. <laughs> it's about like, to snow like at least six to eight inches. This is like first week of September. So it's first way too snow early. of the year. And it's supposed to snow and drop down to like, you know, below freezing for two days at yeah. least. And then kind at of least. still be cold and snowy on the third day. Yeah. And it's like, that wasn't supposed to happen yet. <laughs> we had always told people that we were going to follow the weather when people ask like where you're going for the winter or things like that. And yeah, we don't. We were not wanting to be in snow. So the day before the snow came, I think it really hit us of like, okay, if we don't get an Airbnb, we literally are going to be staying in the snow for the next at least two, maybe three or four days. Which would have been a completely new challenge for us. Have not dealt with anywhere near as cold of temperatures as that would have been uh, living in the van. And I wasn't ready for it. (laughs) And I mean, we're both from Nashville as well. So, and we lived in Denver for like two and a half years. So... I still wouldn't say that we are like great with snow. I don't know. We're not. Are snow we city people. folk? Would you could would you say we're city folk? Well, I've never lived in the country. Why? <laughs> I do now. <laughs> now I live on BLM lands. Yeah, we live in the middle of nowhere. Is where we live. It's pretty. It's pretty awesome. Our backyard right now is just a canyon. A canyon. Literally. Like we're we're like less than fifty yards from a. 500 plus foot drop down this canyon would you say this is the most epic spot we've stayed at oh yeah well that's just kind of well yeah i think epic if you want to use like that specific word i was actually talking with which i'm sure we'll get into this but some friends that were around recently Mm -hmm. and they were just like i mean moab is just epic like there's no way you get like it's weird and beautiful and amazing all tied into one and just like breathtaking in ways that like every time you even like walk along the ridge the view changes enough to where Honestly, Moab is Mars. Moab is Mars. Like, if you could picture Mars on Earth. (laughs) I know. Yeah. Think outside the box a little bit with me. Mars on Earth. That's Moab. It's crazy. Yeah, we'll get into that. But we saw snow coming, and literally, 
that morning before the snow was supposed to come, I was like, let's just look and see if that Airbnb we've been eyeing the last couple of days is still open. It was still available. It was like an instant book one. And I was like, you know what? We just, we need this. Let's do it. Yeah. So we booked it for two nights and then the snow ended up being so much that we actually added a third night on. <laughs> yeah, no, it was like eight to maybe eight inches to almost a foot. It like, was a lot. Like yeah. I couldn't really open the doors to get outside. <laughs> the last day I had to go and shovel the roof of our van because mm-hmm. it accumulated so much on the, like the built out roof and the, and the solar, solar panels. panels. It was like eight inches. I was just had this big scoop and I was just throwing it off the side. It felt like scooping water out of a sinking boat. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. But honestly, looking back on that time, it was so I'm so glad we did that. And I hope that we take that forward um, next time we are like, I think just like kind of feeling like we need an Airbnb or like needing some space, needing some rejuvenation. Um, I hope that we remember that time and we jump a lot quicker than we did. I <laughs> jump a lot quicker. <laughs> we don't we don't wait around for snow to yeah, pressure us into like making this. Yeah, we don't need some outside force to. Yeah, I mean, I think it really happened at the right time. Like you said, we've been kind of looking at it at Airbnbs mm-hmm. for the last week and a half or so, just seeing like if their one felt right and wasn't the right price and kind of in our travel zone schedule, yeah. and then we would have jumped on it for a few nights. And uh, the snow was just like, yo, you're here in Salida. Snow's coming. Perfect time. Just kind of get indoors and recoup a little bit ground like extra ground on the ground and this was on the grounding tour so it was like (laughs) extra it was really nice just to i mean the space was insane our dogs loved it i did not know how much they missed uh just spreading out on the carpet and couches we really heavily took advantage of that we really saw how much our dogs (laughs) loved the couches and i was like man they missed that because in the van Jet, like, just stays on the ground. He has a bed, so, like, he can lay in there. But if he's not there, he's going to be on the ground. I mean, Kona can lay in our bed, but still, they we yep. could tell that they, like, loved just having couches <laughs> spread out on or even just the carpeted floor. Just yeah. To, like... That's one thing kind of missing from van life or that we haven't really, like, um, pursued is lounging. Like, there's not yeah. really – you can't you don't really lounge around in the van. We do have some camping chairs that you can lounge in, but it's not just, like – the same as like lounging on your own couch mm-hmm. at the end of the night and watching Netflix. So like yeah. that, I think everyone definitely took advantage of like, yo, just lay out on the carpet, <laughs> yeah. watch some TV. I mean, I've missed, I've missed that too. Um, I've missed that too. We want to make some improvements, like get a little couch chair and a mat mm-hmm. and stuff, make it a little more homey and loungy yeah. with Mr. Lounge. Lounger. <gasps> Mr. Lounge. <laughs> yeah, the Airbnb was great. Did all the laundry. We definitely took advantage of all the kitchen anemones. And, and the location in Salida. Mm-hmm. Walking to the brewery? Yes. We took high. advantage of, like, living in the city again. and uh, well, as much as you can when it's snowy out. Like, we yeah. would only walk places. Hey, I walked in the snow to get some beer from yeah. that brewery the one time. I walked in the snow to the brewery to get some chips and salsa. And you walked back because you forgot your mask, and then you walked back again to get the <laughs> chips and salsa. That's, With my mask. <laughs> that's how important it was. It was. It was very important. But yeah, it felt good to have an oven, make some pizza, have a blender to make some pancakes, take, oh, man. take a bath. Yes. We definitely took advantage of our time. And so that was really nice. And it's... Have running hot water, like, yeah. We've talked about this with hanging out with friends, how since that's kind of... It doesn't happen as frequently as it used to now that we're living on the road and then also COVID. Um, so when we do see them, it's way more intentional. I feel the same now about any time I am staying in a house. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like everything, I just feel 
is very intentional. I feel gr very grateful for everything that is there that like I definitely took for granted when I did live in a house, mm -hmm. which is cool. Yeah, I think it was a really good time, and I think we both felt really refreshed getting back into the van um, after Salida. Uh, and even though the night we drove away and drove up to Twin Lakes to get back in the van, it snowed again. It was still snowing that did, night, and yeah. we're like, this is our first snowy night in the van. So we did still get to experience snow in the we van. We still, but it was like the next day was supposed to jump back up to like 70 and sunny and it was supposed to be like that for the next 10 days. So we kind of knew like if we it can make it, last. it was a great test. It was like, yeah. if we can make it through this one night where it's supposed to be like a little below freezing, but we like snowing all night, then we can do anything. <laughs> <laughs> and we do uh, a lot. I think when I was uh, posting on Instagram about the snow and we were in the van, people were asking, you know, how warm does it stay? And I was mm -hmm. like, you know what? I don't know. Like if, uh, it was kind of nice because it was like when we left Airbnb, it was, yes, it was still snowing, not quite as much. Like there wasn't, it wasn't accumulating as much. So there was no really worries about traveling in it. Yeah. But um, it was still snowing and it was like that night, it did get down below freezing. And so, but like you said, we knew warmer weather was coming. So it was, it was a good, just little like short term, like, okay, this one night. It's like, let's see it? how cold the van gets. We knew that at the, at the least we could be warm uh with all of our dogs and us in our mattress under our blankets with our nice sleeping bags under those mm -hmm. you know like we we can actually make it through a lot we of probably very could. cold temperatures but on top of that the van is insulated and we have this little wave three catalytic safety heater <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, read the exact label uh, olympian we haven't named him we haven't, we haven't used him all. we haven't had to use him until that night really but um that's true. I'll get back to you on that one. We broke him out. It's a little space heater um, mm -hmm. that runs on our propane. and uh, So it was a test of a few things, like how well can this heater heat up our van, and then also how much propane does it use as well? Mm -hmm. like, is it going to drain our propane? Um, the space heater works amazing. Like It does a very good job yeah. of keeping the van warm, especially if we have everything insulated and closed off. It just kind of like makes it a little like toaster in here. Like ultimate stealth, mo stealth mode. We're mm -hmm. putting the little uh, the reflect, whatever it is, the reflect decks on, on everything, on everything, on our little ceiling fans. You can cover it. We're, we're putting blankets on the back windows. Mm -hmm. We're like in lockdown mode. But then the we just snow. run it for a couple hours, and then you can turn it off, and it just, yeah, it, it slowly dies off, obviously, once you turn it off, but... Yeah. It was very good. We thought we were going to have to bring Jed up into bed for both us and him, mm -hmm. but we ended up not having to because it just was so warm in here. It yeah. was good. It was a good test, and I'm glad it wasn't anything insane. <laughs> and but we survived, we obviously. We survived, but I, I don't know if I want to um, do that all the time. No, we're not planning on doing that, but now that the snow has happened, like, <sighs> so far living in Colorado, like, three years you know when that first snow <laughs> pops of the of the year and then it's just like you never know every week you, you just got to check the weather every single week because you could check it it could be the best temps for like a month still mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden you check and like 3 days you're going to get feet of snow oh, uh, and so it crazy. started and like once it starts it goes through like the end of may so yeah. i feel like that time has just go and gone ahead and uh, initiated so well it's got a little pop but now it's like back to 90 degree weather well we're like crazy. screw it we're going to moab <laughs> <laughs> on those days moab just had like windy signs on their yeah. weather so they weren't I mean, they were snow. like in the 60s yeah yeah and now we're and now we're seeing we're like testing out the hottest days we've ever had in the van in moab i would say so we're close to the hottest yeah it's been nice because we're 
where we've stayed most of the time is like up on this plateau so there's more wind um it's a little bit cooler but we're still getting temps in the 80s low 90s mm-hmm. and i mean we've had temps in the 80s and 90s in colorado but we were it's it's way hotter here much higher elevation yeah those were much higher elevation 80s and 90s this is lower elevation 80s and 90s and it's a desert like yeah shit it's i don't know what that sand does to the sun and the heat but it makes it, it amplifies hotter, it for yeah. Sure. yeah but yeah we're in moab now which is super awesome we love it out here kind of like we've talked about buena vista and twin lakes um kind of feeling like a i've mentioned before that when we moved into the van and people always asked where's the first place you're gonna go with your van mm-hmm. for some reason both of us always were just like probably around buena vista which was kind of, we didn't really sit down and have that conversation. Nor had we ever really visited the city that much. We had, we had stopped, stopped We would stop through a lot on mm-hmm. our way to like hike mountains mm-hmm. and camping trips. But even then it was like an afternoon stop just to get some beers at a brewery. Yeah. Yeah. We had never really explored that town at all. But for some reason, that's the one that just came to mind whenever people asked the first place we were going to go. So similar to that, Moab has always been that way for us as well. It has been just like... I don't know, our souls just feel very connected to this place. I will say the first time we came here was... <laughs> we stayed in a really... van. We did stay in a van the first time we came here. The first here. time we ever came to Moab, we stayed in a van. It was our friend's van. And it was 14 degrees. It was... Talking about cold. It was in November. That's true. Our first van experience was hopefully the coldest we will ever hopefully. have. Hopefully. <laughs> also, like, there's only four months out of the year you can come to Moab. It's, like, September, October, and then, like, maybe March, April. And May, maybe. Mar- yeah, maybe May. Maybe. Once June hits, it's, like, in the Too 110s. Hot. Too hot. And then in the winter, it's, like, yeah, in the negatives. It literally gets down to zero, yeah. Desert's insane. So. Yes. So, preface coming to Moab with that. Please do not try to come to Moab in June or July or November. Be warned. You will freeze or melt. Yes. Yes. (laughs) But, um, yeah, the first time we came here, which was in November of like two or three years ago, we stayed in our friend's van. It was very, very cold, but we left just feeling like a connection to this land, Mm -hmm. to this it literally is a magical place magical mars moab i mean i feel like just driving in there's like two routes you can take and now that we've taken both a little more scenic like just driving in you just like start feeling the energy <laughs> like pulsing from the ground being like like kind of like a charlie on lost where he's like guys where, where are, are we <laughs> but like it's so breathtakingly exciting and it's just in boring old utah and i'm just kidding utah is pretty awesome <laughs> 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 uh, but the only sites we've really seen in utah has been moab yeah i'm like i love utah i'm like i've only been to moab ever (laughs) but but yes moab has that it had that spiritual connection with us one of us i wouldn't say had the spiritual connection um but yeah so we knew we wanted to come here once the weather was not as spicy and we wanted to stay for a long time we don't want to be like, oh, we have three or four days here. Let's just do a quick Moab thing. Yeah, no, no. We wanted to come live here. Yeah. Also, this is where we took our very first trip in uh, at the time Shasta, which was what our mm-hmm. first podcast was about. Yeah. So I really feel like, honestly, like that, even though we didn't, we haven't stayed in the main spot we stayed in, like Moab feels like home. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Even though we didn't know if we could find, like we hadn't searched out already all of our provisional needs mm-hmm. and necessities in town. It's just like kind of like Buena Vista. We had that feeling like... Moab has it. what we need from uh, the X's and O's of van life, like provisions, water, propane, 
a great groceries. health food grocery yeah. store. The, the grocery uh, store here is awesome. Like, it's everything I could ever want in a grocery store in a city that I would live in. It's a co-op, which I... Okay, okay. I, you caught me on Cottonwood Pass. I'm going to ca- catch you talking about grocery stores oh, here. Okay. Damn it! Just if you're in Moab, go to Moonflower for your grocery store yes. shopping. Support the co- support the local co-op. You were getting so excited about this. I like know. They have all these vegan foods and fresh like, produce and be- Lion's Mane that's local. It's the best part about like the views are stunning but once i saw that moonflower co-op grocery store i just <laughs> my heart stopped <laughs> but yeah but so they also they have all that stuff and mm-hmm. then they it also has just i mean every corner you turn is a different view and a different like you can be up on these epic views like the and seeing like grand canyon-esque views or you can be down just in the middle of the desert or the well, crazy I, rock formations it too it just seems it's kind of a crazy combo of like it feels kind of like mystical and almost kind of scary because you're just like it's all, intense. it looks like a new like i said it looks it's like mars landscape. so it looks like a different terrain and landscape and it's kind of like this is so unfamiliar yeah yeah it's so like it nothing has that, you've ever been before nowhere you've ever been so it kind of has that combo rush of like whoa this is so gorgeous nothing i've ever seen before and also like this is nothing i've ever seen before this is kind of eerie or like i don't know it's yeah. just alien like you know and uh, I mean, and it looks very alien-like. Mm-hmm. It's one of the darkest places, one of the best places to see the stars. Is it? Yes. Are you making that up? No. <laughs> I didn't know. No. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think it's a like international dark zone, but I think it's uh, touted as one of the darker places to see the stars. Touted. And, uh, touted. Highly touted. I do not know this word. You've never heard that word? No. Highly touted? No. Do you have to say highly? Can you say lowly touted? Well, there's like highly touted recruits coming in the basketball. Scouted? Touted. Touted. I've never heard that. Am I making that word up? No, I'm guessing. Second guessing. (laughs) Anyways, we had a really fun experience here in Moab. We actually got to host people in our home for the first time. Also, let me give a little preface preface here. Give a little preface. We are in the middle of a pandemic. It is a serious thing. I understand that. The friends that we had come out are the friends that are part of our quarantine. I mean, they are our family. They're the people that we stay with when we go to Denver. Um, so we have been seeing them during all of this time. It's kind of like if people live close to their family, they see their family. That's what they are to us. If you know, you know. Unpreface. Okay. So they came out <laughs> to Moab um, to meet up with us. And it was really cool because that was kind of our first experience. It was not kind of. It was our first experience of having people, like, come visit us on the road. And it was almost like hosting them in our new home, which still sometimes feels new to me, too. <laughs> yeah. So it was really cool having friends come out here and meet us and... I mean, it was just, it was just unreal. They camped outside, we had our van, and... It really did feel like hosting, like, we they weren't staying in our space. Well, they were staying in our space. <laughs> they weren't staying in the van, per se, mm-hmm. but they were definitely, like... On the, our this, this, land. Was, this was, like, sharing our life, at least, and yeah. van life. Like, it was very much like, yeah, we may not always be in the van, but we're not always in the van. Like, mm-hmm. the part of that is just living around the van where we're at. Mm-hmm. And I felt like, yeah, we shared that part of them. It wasn't, like, sharing. It didn't feel like sharing a house 
uh like when people would come and stay with us in mm-hmm. denver because like they're yeah in a house but we were definitely sharing like our life space with mm-hmm. them <laughs> yeah our life <laughs> space i like that yeah as and so uh, yeah it did feel like we were hosting because it's like yeah you guys just stepped into literally how we're kind of living our day-to-day lives we don't go to as many national parks as we did but we have i mean we have access to those like right now we're living right outside dead horse state park and canyonlands and canyonlands yeah just right down the road um and so yes it felt it was a really cool experience from every from every aspect it was also cool to have them here because it it made me think of like when you live like when we lived in denver or if you have a house in some kind of city and friends come to visit you they always want to like go out in the city and do things and a lot of times i feel like it's things that maybe you don't always do mm-hmm. and i kind of feel like it's like it is here yeah it was kind of that vibe like when they came because i mean we've been to we had been to two the two national parks here already but they hadn't been to any of them um and so or most of them hadn't been to any of them so when they came um the, Obviously, that's where they wanted to go, and we wanted to go back, too. So, I don't know. It's cool, like, when you get out and do things that, like, if we had just stayed here without them coming, I don't know if we would have, like, done as much. Yeah. Well, we we had already been here five days, and we hadn't been back to either of the national parks Mm -hmm. or to uh, Dead Horse, which is, if you ever come to Moab, honestly, I think Dead Horse State Park is the spot that you just can't If you only have time to go to one, go to Dead Horse State Park. I know, and I know it's not a national park, but trust me, just go to Dead Horse. Yeah. You will get its full experience <laughs> in a very contained. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it's, yeah. Um, but that aspect of it was cool, too. Just, like, doing things that we don't normally do on a day-to-day basis. Like, they were here for, what, like, three full days? Mm-hmm. And we, like, I mean, we hiked so much. We saw a lot of things. And, like, we do those things on the road, just not in such a short, concentrated amount of yeah. time. Um, so yeah, it was really cool to just kind of like block those days out as like exploration days. But then we also did fan life stuff, like have dinner on the roof. And Mm -hmm. that was, uh, that was super cool. Um, sitting up on the roof, all of us under the stars, eating food, just talking, drinking mm -hmm. good wine. We had what, five people on the roof. Mm Mm-hmm. It was, uh, it was crowded, but mm-hmm. it was good. Everyone felt safe, I yeah. think. <laughs> I think. Everyone was safe. That's all that matters. No one, no one was harmed in the making <laughs> of this podcast or of this trip. <laughs> <laughs> and you got to do something totally different you'd never done before? Uh, yeah. I, uh, I guess the term is cowboy camped. I'd never really referred to it as that, but I did get to do that. Me and the dudes went cowboy camping one night on the ridge that the van was parked at. So just kind of... Uh, for those who don't know what that is, like I didn't, I it's didn't just either. where you go. You don't, you're not bringing tents or anything, but you just go camp in the outdoor air, just on the mat or whatever you want to bring. Uh, they too, the other guys slept on hammocks and trees, and I just slept on the rocks, <laughs> right on the ridge. I had a little tarp that they had provided, a thermarest, and my sleeping bag. And, yeah, we just went out and camped one night while you guys stayed back in the van. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was a great night. It was warm. I mean, Moab stays pretty warm overnight, so. Right now it is. Yeah. I mean, in a month, it'll drop completely. (laughs) Literally, time is ticking right now for Moab time. But, uh, yeah, incredible experience. Just, like, even in the middle of the night, I would try to go to sleep and then kind of, like, open back up my eyes and see all the stars again. And I was like, I can't fall asleep with this as my ceiling. This is, like, the roof I'm falling asleep under. Um, yeah. And then, of course, the only 
day it rains. The only time it rains is the next morning of the whole the whole time we've been in Moab. It hasn't even rained or even like sprinkled. Sprinkled nothing. had a chance of rain, and we we all woke up at sunrise to like rain clouds over us, and we're like, oh shit! <laughs> and sure enough, yeah, it started. It was it was like sprinkling. Well, it was more the bad. wind. It, yeah, it was it's windy. windy. So yeah, we just went out on the ridge. Uh, like probably not 200 yards or so from the van mm-hmm. camped one night and just hiked back the next morning yeah we would have breakfast and coffee in the mornings around the van out we would go have happy hour walk, walking looking out of the ridge mm-hmm. in the canyon it was awesome we went to dead horse state park and saw the sunset and we were just like completely blown away by the beauty of it and we were just like we should watch sunrise the next morning <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we originally the plan was to go back to dead horse to watch the sunrise but then once we got back to our campsite, we decided, like, we're, I mean, we are on the edge of another canyon, which Dead Horse is a canyon. Um, and we were like, or canyons. Canyons, maybe more than one. It's, it's huge. We're on the edge of one. It's not as big as Dead Horse, but it's still pretty cool. And we were like, why don't we just wake up here and watch the sunrise? We, that just felt a little more realistic mm-hmm. <laughs> than waking up and having to drive somewhere. Even so, though we're pretty close. As close as you can get without being, like, in, in the, the campground. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, for like sure. Um, but yeah, we got up and watched the sunrise here. So yeah, there were just things, it's cool too. Cause there's things that like, I mean, honestly, I'm kind of, I'm not embarrassed, but I'm surprised to say like, we hadn't woken up and watched the sunset yet or sunrise in the van. We watched them through our windows. I was going to say, I've seen a lot of yeah. sunrises. Like I'll wake up and look out the back windows. Uh, when we watched them up. through our windows, but we have not intentionally been like, let's wake up go outside, walk to the spot, and watch yeah, the yeah, sunrise yeah. tomorrow morning. Yeah. We haven't done that yet, which kind of surprises me. But, like, friends come in, and it's like, hell yeah, that sounds awesome. Let's do that. Mm-hmm. So that was a cool thing. And then I feel like the cowboy camping thing, too, like, that's definitely something you would do, but you just hadn't done it yet. No. Well, I think you kind of let off of my solo camping trip in Crested Butte, which we talked about last time. Mm-hmm. And I knew I'd said that I wanted to kind of do that again during our time in Moab. And it just led to, like, when they were coming, it's like, yo, us three could go could go cowboy camping one night or even just camping. It was going to be, like, backpacking at first, and it kind of just came, like, oh, we can just walk down the ridge and cowboy camp because it's going to be an awesome night. Yeah. Um, the weather was great. Yeah. Yeah. So but things I, like that. I would do that again. I might do that tonight. Okay. Are you cool with that? You can do it whenever you want. <laughs> Seriously, you can. But things like that were really cool about having – friends come out and meet us too aside from the like inviting people into our lifestyle and like share getting to share the that experience with them getting to share those experiences as well yeah because like we have we don't do those experiences but those are like accessible experiences mm-hmm. to this life mm-hmm. every day Very easily. <laughs> like the spot we camped we're still here uh yeah it's it was really cool getting to like share that life and host kind of like van life or what van life at least gives but has been mm-hmm. giving us access to and providing us with and like share that with them and i think they yes. got a really good feel for it and it was man i feel just overflowed overflowing yeah. with um good experiences yeah. the last few days i'm just like overwhelmed no it is it is very cool to get i think you nailed it like it's cool to share that with other people like we've been sharing it with ourselves yeah, with yeah, each yeah. other which is beautiful and awesome mm-hmm. as well but it feels like my heart feels bigger because i just shared more like it just like grew you yeah, know yeah, yeah. it's very cool it was very cool so all that to say 
All I have to say is you are once again invited out <laughs> to, <laughs> to, to the van life. Every podcast. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Because it's a it's a good experience for us for sure. And for you as well. Hopefully, it's so much fun. It is. It's very fun, and it's easy. It's a. It is a good. I will say, I think it's a good way to like socialize in the pandemic. <laughs> yeah, it is easy. good socialize because we're pretty social distance from like the rest of the community <laughs> well it's very easy to control how much how close you are to people and how much you're around people true you know like people can come visit us and like we can easily stay at least six feet apart more the whole time and it would still be like a really life-giving fun experience maybe i think more than like being five feet apart yeah for sure <laughs> <laughs> just saying yeah, so Moab. <laughs> Moab's great. Also, for the if this we play Settlers of Catan too, in the middle of the night under the stars. That wasn't on... okay. That's something I'd really been looking forward to. We kept Settlers of Catan even though we we've knew... kept our games around and have not played them. We've played we've played Carcassonne once. We have, but we kept Settlers of Catan around, knowing that the two of us can't play it, but we just had faith we that we needed were people to meet play some it. people or like meet up with people who could play it. And we finally did, and yeah, we get to do it. Un- it was cool to do it at night, like under the st- under the sky, under the we stars. We were using Remus as a spotlight because he has two built-in like camping mm-hmm. spotlights on him, and yes. then we had to formulate a table out of a Yeti cooler. And Donnie Drono, his landing pad was actually the mm-hmm. the tabletop we played mm-hmm. on. Yes, yeah. Best settlers of Catan game ever. <laughs> it really was pretty cool. But now it's just back to just you and me. Yeah, and it's like I blinked, and two weeks went by again, and we've already been in Moab how long? A week What's, and a day. A week and a day? Like, yeah. we already lived in Moab. Oh, wait, a week, a week and two days. Excuse me. And it's been amazing. We've been all around, out from Sorrel Ranch to Dead Horse State Park to both the national parks mm-hmm. to the Moab Brewery to watch the Titans game. Yes. Yes. We found Which our, we found our Sunday spot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's... It's wild. I mean, I feel like we come to this conclusion every time, but just time is insane. It doesn't make sense. I don't really know. I don't know how we're here. How we've experienced. <laughs> I don't know how we've experienced so much Things in such a short amount of time. Things are not as they seem, <laughs> I think is what you're going for. I think that's what that I was trying to say. That sums it up pretty well. Yeah. What are you looking forward to then? We're going to stay here for the about about a week. A week more. Yes, yes, ish. Roughly, yeah, yeah, yeah. A little less, but how are you feeling now with just a few more, less than a week left in Moab for, for now? I mean, I want to come back is what <laughs> I want to do. Like, it, it makes me want to take advantage of the weather here, which a lot of people are. This is by far the busiest we've ever seen this mm-hmm. area, which still isn't, I mean, it's not that bad. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, it's pretty busy. It's pretty busy for Moab, but like... I don't know. What There's lots of space. There guess. is a lot. I mean, there is a lot of space. I guess just like the city feels really busy and the parks feel really busy. Yeah, but those the parks. Hot spots. Yeah. 
Well, the, I think we got a bad taste in our mouth from that our first time to Moab when it was November and freezing, and we went to Arches National Park because we were like literally the only ones in the National Park. Yes, because we were in Moab, and we were at also the, end of November. the only ones in Moab. Yeah. yeah. So this, and also like when we came in March, it was like the very, very beginning of the season, mm-hmm. so it was not that bad either. We were pretty secluded. This feels more like kind of the hot camping spots we go around uh, Colorado where it's like you know and on the weekends or on like I guess certain busy nights it's kind of like every campfire has a a person to it Mm -hmm. or a car to it um it's kind of been on and off like that at this spot this spot's pretty unknown though I think yeah where we've been it's pretty remote but no I want to come back we had I mean we have kind of a tentative travel schedule and we're looking towards New Mexico but now it's like man we could spend those Two days in two Moab. Weeks. Two weeks in Moab before we got to go back to Crested Butte. Yeah. Man, sucks we got to go back to Crested Butte. Man, I really, really didn't like it up there. Ugh. How are you feeling about I feel, Moab? I feel just like super, super, like I said, like my heart just feels big. I feel very full. Um, right after our friends left, I was very tired. <laughs> it was a combo of feeling super tired, but also like my heart was so mm-hmm. full. <laughs> And I feel like I'm still riding that fullness. I feel more rested, but I feel like I'm still riding that fullness. And I mean, I'm excited to continue experiencing Moab. Just you and I, just by myself. I I just, I feel super, super grateful for all that's happened. I'm excited for what's to come. Moab's got some special energy. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's cool to be here. It's cool to be back here, especially since we recorded that first podcast after we had sat and watched the full moon rise in Moab under the fire. Still have not had a campfire this year. Something we haven't done. That's true. There's also it's, been fire bands in Utah, though, we're, and, and the, the wildfires have been raging. So, yeah, yes. no fires. But yes. there's that's been, okay. There's been lots of stars, lots of sunrises and sunsets. It's kind of cool because we have the roof that we can lay on and look at the stars. Yeah, we, almost so we, we still don't, have we like don't a, want light. We want to be able to see true. the stars better. So we still honestly. have a cool gathering spot to like yeah. be outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And Settlers of Catan. Catan. <laughs> a great gathering spot as well. Catan or Catan? What is it? I don't know. That's a good one. I hear both ways and I don't judge neither. I mean, I judge a little bit. When but, people say Catan. But I feel like that's the one I hear the most. I feel like Catan just sounds better. It feels like it more it fits the vibe. Catan Settlers sounds kind of Catan. Yeah. Settlers of Catan. Settlers of Catan. It feels like it needs to be like farmland in hey, there's Kansas. Some, there's some farmland. There's the sheep. Everyone's favorite resource is the sheep. You know that. Right? Wool, you mean? Wool. <laughs> the sheep. Not us. Not vegans. I'm surprised you even get wool ever. I. You know what? That's a great point. I need to stop doing that. Yeah. No, no, I just get, sh- you only need sheep for a settlement, and I always thought you just get them just so you can have a fun little... <laughs> you think you just get sheep for pets? A fun like, little pet on you your settlement. Pet, you yeah. need a pet on your settlement. Because you don't you need wool settlement. to build a settlement. If people, if someone's listening to this and they don't know what Settlers of Catan is, you're probably confused. Well, you should play it You should first, play it. You should come play awesome. with us. Under but actually, stars. most more people know about it than... Don't, oh, I'm sure. It's got to be one of the biggest board games now. I feel like when we started playing it, no one knew about it. But that's what they all but say. But that was a really long... That was, that's been like over 10 years ago. Wow. Yeah. Time flies. But I will say, you do not need wool to build a house. They are definitely... The sheep are there for pets. And so your little border collie can run around and herd them. And it's just the cutest thing. Herd. With a D. And it's the cutest thing. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, anything else? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think so. Is there anything else you wanted to touch on? No, that's about I got. That catches us up. Yeah. Do you feel um how are how are you feeling going into the the remainder of the year? Hmm. I guess like what do you feel like what phase are we in now? Do you like It's so I can't even start dividing things up into phases. There are some things for me that are starting to feel really familiar about fan life. Like um, what? Just like even when the other day when the, our friends were here and we were like moving spots and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's just like a day-to-day basis thing for uh, us. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, it's uh, it feels like I can go through that experience very casually. Not in terms of like I'm not paying attention to stuff, but it's like... I've been here. I've done this, even though I've never been here, like it's to this like spot. Memory, yeah, it's just like I I know, like I've done this. I moved to a new spot before and like set up for a few days. It, like all the movements and like the moving parts of van life, kind of feel like I I can see now. Yeah, I got a grasp on. Yeah, and it feels really good because it feels like now. Uh, I don't know. I can just focus on experiencing mm-hmm. the life. Yeah. Yeah, because all those things, like, in the beginning, which I still feel like we're sometimes in the beginning, but in the first couple weeks and months, those were the things we were having to focus on. And it would, like, take a lot of my mental energy trying to find the new spot and making sure that spot's perfect and good and okay and, like, how long can we stay here? And now I don't feel like we put as much mental focus on those things because they are just a part of life kind of like, like figured out how to work i mean it's probably like when you turn 16 and you start driving a car around for the first time like a lot of things you're really having like okay if i get on the interstate i have to like merge here mm-hmm. and like okay my exit is in this many exits so i need to go over like you your mental energy is so laser focused on that activity but like obviously the more and more you do it you're still paying attention for sure because you're driving but it's not as mentally taxing. Yeah, yeah. You don't mentally have to sit there and break down the steps and like. And go there are a lot them. of parts of van life now that do feel that way. Yeah. The moving stuff for sure. Yeah. Also, just the running in town errands, I would say. Yeah. Or Sometimes also, like, you do get thrown for a little loop if you're somewhere new. Like in Moab, we only knew where to get water. We didn't know about propane and recycle and things like that. So like. We had to learn those real quick. But so we took again, five minutes to like Google search easy. everything. And yeah. we we're like, wow, holy shit. Moab has everything we need in like a two mile radius. Yeah. <laughs> so now like doing things like that are just going to be like clockwork from here on out in Moab at least. And honestly, I guess like going to new cities now, like we just, we know the things we need to look for and we look for it and we do it. Yeah. Well, Whereas I, remember, I think before we didn't even know what to look for. Yeah. I remember um, kind of, I think my mind wants to compare coming to Moab this time as like, I think the first time we went out to Telluride. And I think it was in the Aspen Forest. We're talking about how, like, Telluride felt like an adventure. Like, we (laughs) had been working with fan life around, like, Twin Lakes and areas that we had started in and, like, we're getting comfortable. And then Telluride was like, oh, man, we're going out into the wild. It shook that foundation. (laughs) Shook that foundation. And then we, like, went to Moab for one night in the midst of all that. And we're like, holy shit, we're not ready for that. Like, that's too much. Came back, mainly just because of the heat. But, like, coming to Moab this time, there was none of that. It felt like one like kind of like coming back home or like mm-hmm. coming to a place i was familiar with even though every time we've been here which was like four or five times it's only been a few days or nights it's always been very short trips one time i even came for like less than 24 hours <laughs> and i was though, here and back the familiarity is just very interesting that we feel that way because 
every time we come to, it's a completely different experience, and we're yeah. always staying in different areas of Moab. Another thing about Moab, if you're living like a nomad lifestyle, is um, everything is pretty outside the city, like all the spots to stay. Like we say we're in Moab, but to actually drive from our spot to the city is at least 45 minutes. Maybe Probably an hour. an hour in the van if you're counting the BLM road. Yeah. And so, like, yeah, you're looking at going and getting provisions is, like, probably a three-hour-ish round trip. So the familiarity thing is just very interesting because I have that sense, too. But, yes, every time we come, we stay somewhere completely different. And, like I said, since everything is so spread out, like, you know, you're always 45 minutes to an hour, I feel like, from the city or maybe from the last spot we stayed at. Probably always the furthest from provisions we've ever been. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like when we're staying around Colorado. So for some, it has that wild aspect that I feel like I felt in Telluride of like, man, if we want to stay anywhere in Telluride, we're going to be like 45 minutes to an hour away. But it's, for some reason here, has a familiar, more, a more familiar feeling. Yeah. Not I- as adventurous. Well, I don't know. It's still got that mysterious vibe to it. It's a weird, it's a weird dichotomy. I think my soul just connects to Moab, (laughs) (laughs) to that mysterious dichotomy. That sounds awesome. (laughs) How are you feeling looking forward to the rest of the year? Like, are there things that you are like really adamant about wanting to pursue or be intentional about changing or doing, whether that's like something in the van or something personally uh i think this trip with our friends coming out made me realize that i would like to make it a little more welcoming and uh like host like Mm -hmm. like i know uh we're always every week i feel like we're talking about what next to institute in van life whether it's objects we can buy to improve upon it or like you know things we want to do over the course of our life like all of our goals that Mm -hmm. read something write something every day yoga um and yeah, I think there's a few items that we could buy that would just make it a little more, just make make it like that much better. But it's those little improvements that really can take up the quality of life a lot. Mm-hmm. So like from a mat that we can put outside of our door for our dogs to lay on so they don't get as dirty, for us to put chairs on, to put a tarp over for some shade as an extra little room, like maybe like taking some steps to like do that and expand the van living space. Cause it was really nice being able to like, that's what we did when they were here. We like strapped up some shade on the sides of the van, all sat under the van. It felt like the space was extended. Yes. um, It wasn't just a kitchen and a table and a bed and a car. (laughs) We haven't needed that because it's just been the two of us. No, but there was like no way five people were going to eat around our table. We've had like three and four people in here, but yeah. So I think, yeah, us being able to provide that, mm-hmm. that kind of space, even just for us, would be a great kind of more lounging experience uh, to have. I think that'd be cool maybe moving forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, mentally, I feel really good. Like this trip has kind of cemented like, um, I feel good. I feel like we can do anything. <laughs> do you feel like, <laughs> do you feel just like one with the lifestyle now? Yeah, I, pre- I feel pretty one with the lifestyle. I think it was, once again, like sharing it with friends, mm-hmm. um, people who are, who haven't been living in vans and like who was living in the house as I was living in the house. Mm-hmm. I think kind of seeing that and like experiencing what I would normally have access to experience or even just the van life like with other people who aren't used to it. Almost like when we were first getting into it, like seeing it through their eyes, it yes. really made me feel yes. uh, like I was where I was supposed to be. It's kind of nice, too, because there are still some days or some times where I feel like I don't know what I'm doing. Uh And 
being around people, being around our friends who have, like you were saying, they live in houses. They've never lived on the road or in a van or anything like that. It made me, it built my confidence a little bit more of like, okay, I I do know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, there's still so much to learn. I'm always, yeah. gonna be, there's always going to be learning That is curve. what it felt like. I do know what I'm but doing. But it was like, I'm like, I don't know. It was like kind of me giving myself more credit than I think sometimes I do. Uh-huh. Yeah, I like how you Which is that. cool. Yeah. And I think only can be felt. I don't know, that lesson only could have been learned, I think, in that setting. And mm. that was cool. Yeah, it was really cool. Um, no, I'm just excited for the next moment, honestly. Like, what, like after this podcast? Yeah. Or What's the next moment going to be? The next moment is about, I'm about to say the words that I'm excited about this moment for. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, it is, it, it's, it's really cool. It's just... Um, People are always like, like, how's how's the life? And like, it feels like the dream. I don't know. Is that cliche? It's just. It's very weird because, for some reason, I feel like if I just say something like that in my head, <laughs> I'm like, they don't believe me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, or like, I'm just being like cheesy. I don't know, but it's I don't really know how else to word it. Yeah, I don't either. And I don't think unless you like come out and experience it for yourself, either like with us or you decide to like rent a van or an rv for a weekend or something like or still just show up with nothing and we provide you with our tent and our thermarest and our sleeping bags we do have a guest room it's called our tent it's called our tent that we don't use though it's currently set up outside of it <laughs> we used it to hold our spot yes for the first time we've never done that before never done but that that's before. just because we that's love just van life you're just every day you're doing something you haven't done that's before. true I think there's that. always going to be, like, I feel like almost every podcast, like, every week or every two weeks, we could be like, oh, we did something new this week. Oh, yeah, totally. And it could be anything from a, something as simple as we set up our tent to keep the spot when we went into town, or it could be like, we, I don't know, what's something, like, big that, we could, that we've done that's new? Oh, we drove out and stayed on this massive canyon ridge. <laughs> we had never stayed here before. I think that's pretty... <laughs> Every time driving down a new dirt road, especially in Moab, you never, you don't know what you're going to get. We're a little scarred, too. We have gotten stuck in Moab. We so. did get stuck on a random dirt road in Moab and had to get it towed out. Um, so that kind of, yeah, that kind of adds to You have to, to operate the... on coordinates out here. There's no just, yeah. you know, you got to, so it's weird. It is weird. It's kind of primal, but yeah, it's pretty cool. It's like, here's our location, 39.012, negative 53.749. Yes. That's not our exact location. What part of yourself do you feel like is thriving right now? Uh, my creative life. I feel like my life force is just like pulsing, pulsating with like blooms and blossoms. <laughs> what a picture I'm painting. I know. I literally you. have one in my head right now. I know. Now. No, that's what it, it feels like. And it's coming out in a lot of different outlets that I'm just kind of letting it flow, letting it roll, like experimenting with. Um, from photography to videography to music to writing to drawing. Uh, like, it's, I don't feel like there's a whole lot of boundaries. And I remember people telling me before I got into van life, like, it kind of promotes that, just like the freedom of the life. Like, we're free to travel wherever, live wherever. We can live in this spot in Moab for however long Ever. we want. Like, we have access to so much. Like, I feel like that is just now my my consciousness is starting to embrace that and it's projecting it out into ways of creative waves of creative forces. Um, yeah. So that's where I'm at with that. Uh, (laughs) 
Yeah, I've been able, I have witnessed that for sure within you. Yeah. I mean, both like energetically and visually. Visually. <laughs> like I've seen you <laughs> playing guitar more. I've seen you drawing. I've seen you doing cool things with your camera that you hadn't really done before. And then also I can just feel it. I feel the energy. Yeah. I feel that life yeah i feel like it's almost too much as times <laughs> i don't know like what yeah, i have so many i mean and like i have a movie script idea that i've been telling you about yeah, yeah, like yeah. it is it's almost like every single avenue <laughs> is something is like formulating right there so i don't know where ever... it's coming from but i think i know where it's coming from fruity land you call that racist <laughs> <laughs> so do you ever do you feel like overwhelmed then with like all these avenue avenues and ideas no i don't i don't feel overwhelmed with it i think sometimes i'm like realistically with all these ideas i have to pace myself and, and honestly be realistic and i'm like some of these are not going to be come to completion for months maybe even like a year and so like that is kind of hard to grasp at times but like looking back on projects um that i've worked on creative projects it's like that's kind of the real a realistic time frame, mm-hmm. um, which gives me more motivation. Now, actually, I feel like with being in band life, it's like I have more time over the course of a long period of time to work on this and like really hone in on stuff. I feel like back in the house, I had to have something done, like an idea had to be completed within you had a, a month, deadline. or yeah, I had a deadline even to myself for personal projects, or it's like I would just drop it, not even finish it or Why complete do you think it or move that on is? from Why it. Why was it so easy to drop? In that lifestyle as opposed to this one? I don't know. Maybe that I think part of it is I think my the creative outlets that I've messed around with during van life have kind of become part of my entertainment on a daily life. Like, yeah. We don't – I mean, I still we still play Switch, and we're always talking about playing Switch I and mean, reading. I mean, we've got pretty – for being – living in a van, we do have some pretty good entertainment options. Yes, definitely. More than people would think. I was even trying to get our friends to play more Switch, and mm-hmm. they're like, no, dude, we're out in Moab. We want to look at the stars, like, and experience van life. And I'm like, dude, the Switch – Projecting the switch on in the van every night on the projector screen is van life. <laughs> <laughs> like video games is van life. No, but it's, I definitely don't uh, like. We don't watch as much TV. I don't play as many video, video games. We don't really watch right TV now. at all. Well, yeah. I guess we've been watching sports. Yeah, we have been watching streaming the NBA playoffs when we have good service. But if sports weren't happening, I'm kind of surprised at how little TV because we do have access to Netflix. Sports is literally the only thing that keeps me partially grounded and connected to like what's <laughs> happening actually in the rest of the world. I like it. It's not even the rest of the world, just in a very just, in a bubble in Orlando bubble. <laughs> to a, to an even smaller part of the bubble. We are so yeah, we're in the smallest bubble out here. Um, so yeah, who knows? Stay tuned for a lot of stuff. So it's part of your entertainment. Yeah, I think well. so. I think it's just become, a, become part of my entertainment, especially I've learned that I can just kind of pick up guitar and even, I think I've talked about this on the podcast, like I have different, I can just kind of pick up and like fiddle around with it creatively. I can just like play through a bunch of songs I know. So it kind of can be different avenues. And sometimes I just want to pick up and just, I just like play through a set of cover songs that I've learned. And yeah, that's just entertainment. And I didn't really have that before this year. Or mm-hmm. it's been a long time since I was playing guitar like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, just I mean, maybe been... maybe new hobbies. Got a bunch of new hobbies that I'm starting in van life. But it all feels like just part of the van life. So it doesn't feel like I have each individual hobbies. I'm just living life day by day. They're all in the bubble yeah. with you. 
they're in the bubble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. I like that. Yes. Okay, final, final things. Weird injuries in van life so far. <laughs> I know one that we didn't talk about, surprisingly, but we were on the way to Moab. You, I oh, yeah. smashed your head into the cabinet. <laughs> you didn't smash JK, yeah. That was worded poorly. <laughs> um, yes, I was standing in the back P- of the Your dad van. probably just freaked out if he's listening to this podcast. <laughs> she smashed my head. <laughs> that was poor wording. Poor wording. <laughs> um, yes, we were driving to Moab, and I got up to get something. I, I got up to get something out of the back of the van, and... The van swerved a little bit. It was nothing crazy. Nothing, which is, it's just a long van. Lots it is a long van, so like a little movement can cause like a, a lot of disruption. Swerve over. Yeah, a little swerve, and I wasn't ready for it, and I just slid and like hit my head on one of the wooden shelves. <laughs> you had and just like stepped back to get something real quick, too, yeah. and just a little swerve. Yeah, yeah, and it was just literally like a two-second thing. And yeah, my head just like started swelling up. So we had to stop and get some ice to it knock you out. <laughs> it didn't knock me out. There was no bleeding. It just swelled up and yes. just had to stop and get some ice. That you're right. We did not that was I kinda of forgot yeah. that seems like so long ago, but yeah. it really wasn't. And we were going to a photo shoot first in Moab and I was like, You're gonna have a big old goose egg on your head. No, but I've got bangs. You do have bangs. Thank so they God help. for bangs. I mean, we've gotten some weird, like, splinters on the roof. Well, I also smashed my head, but it was on the toilet seat cover. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that one's a little more embarrassing than yours because I was by myself just trying to <laughs> empty, our empty toilet. the toilet, which is covered by this big wooden plank to, like, seal in one, to be, like, a cover for it and a seat, and then also, like, help seal in mm-hmm. uh, the odors. The odors, but it has a latch, and we were kind of on a slant, and I was trying to get it out. I had my head bent over, and... Just got drilled in the back of the head with it because the latch just came loose. And yeah, it put me on my butt for a few seconds. Woozy. Which is another one I had. I had a butt injury. I bruised my tailbone sliding (laughs) out of bed. Yeah, you did. Landed right on one of the hitches of the table because Mm -hmm. we hadn't pushed it in all the way before. And I was just sliding right out of bed. It literally was out like a centimeter. (laughs) No, luckily, knock on wood, which our our whole van is wood, so I will. We have not really had anything crazy, injury-wise. Jet got a bloody ear somehow. Oh, I guess that one's <laughs> the worst one. Dang you! Okay, you were prepared for this question. I like forgotten all these. Things. These all just came to me. Yeah. Just like wow, I can think of all these. We came back to blood on the back window, like blood smeared on like the back. Streaks. streaks, not bad streaks. No, there was like two or three just like streaks of blood on our back window, and we were like. And also, Jet was up in the bed, which he cannot jump up in the bed. He has to jump up on the bench and then jump. Like, both of those jumps are bigger than he would have ever made. He physically can't jump in the bed. And somehow somehow he got up in the bed, and there were, like, three blood streaks on the back window. And we were like, okay, Jet's bleeding from somewhere. (laughs) And somehow he got up in the bed. Yeah, and we were assuming that, and we saw that the blood was on his ear, like, the tip of his ear. And so we're assuming that somehow in his attempt to get onto the bed, he, like, cut his ear on something. But yeah. he's totally – it was totally fine. It was nothing serious. But it did just look very, like, murder scene-esque with those <laughs> – Driving with blood streaks. With those blood – yeah, because we, like, driven for a little bit before we even noticed. And we're like, those are blood streaks on the back window. <laughs> and then we're like, Jet's ear is bloody. Because, uh, yeah, we didn't even know this his ear was bloody at first because it blends in with his black fur. Yeah. No. So, Yeah. I, I guess think those Kona, are all the I ones I guess it's I Kona's think. turn next, huh? Don't say that. Knock on wood now. Jeez. I love her. 
I like that question. That was good. Good. That's all I got. That's all you I got? I think that's a good ending point, though. <laughs> and hopefully no more to injuries. Yes. Hopefully we don't have to ask that question ever again because we will have no new information to Yes. Share. Well, it took a while to get here. That was like four over the course of two and a half months. That's true. That's true. Good point. So. Well, thank you all so much for tuning in and listening. This is honestly, we've talked about it before with each other, like, uh, recording these podcasts is a really cool way for us to reflect, for us to connect with each other, and just to kind of like keep track of everything that's happening in our lives. And it's really, I think it's really cool that you are listening to this right now and you decided to join in with us in this way. And it's not even just keep track of what's happening in our life, it's like process it and process, kind of like learn yeah. from it. Yeah. In a way that, yeah, I guess it's like publicly shared, but it feels very internalized for me and I think for us too. I mean, when you like sit down and actually talk about all these things, like we obviously physically experience them, but like sitting down and actually talking about them, I, yeah, like that word process, it does help us like process it a lot. And it, it would be easy to just like keep experiencing all these things and never sit down to process them, but it feels more internalized Mm -hmm. now that it's processed. It feels like an experience I had and thought through and like it's imprinted on my heart now. (laughs) Yes. Imprinted on my heart. And now hopefully that you get to access some of that shared experience. Like we shared our life with our friends through this podcast, Mm -hmm. I think would be like my goal for it. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. I wonder what that could look like. That's my, yeah, that's it. That's what I want you to take from this. (laughs) If you're listening. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks for listening. We love you all so much. And...